Welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam. As always, that opening theme was brought to you by Brandon and Company. And this week's closing theme, as always, is the Hero of Time remix by Jeesh. If you have any own fan topics, theme song submissions, cover art, anything like that you'd like to send to the podcast, feel free to send those over to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to all of the people on this episode, including myself, on Twitter down below for your convenience. Before we get into who's on this week, let's talk about what happened this past week. This week, Star Fox Zero became an anime, Doom turned into a generic FPS, and we talk about Dark Souls 3 and our reactions to it. Joining me this week is... Hey, it's, it's, it's Colin. That's all I got. <laughs> that was your best intro. Solid. They're, they're, just gonna, they're just gonna drop in quality every week. <laughs> Next, as soon as it's just gonna be like... Eh. Hey. Uh, hey, it's me, Chris's brother, Caleb Bathroom. Uh, I'm filling in for my brother this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the <laughs> <laughs> Eloquently said, Colin. That was... God damn it. <laughs> Alright, um, what did you guys... Hi, I'm po- Colin Foyer, uh... <laughs> I'm huh? Adam Sotomayor. Huh? Um, what? Huh? Huh? Nani? Hmm? Don't. That's mine. <laughs> Adam Attic. I'm clipping so hard. I'm gonna not do that oh, anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Oops. You Welcome stop. to the, the giggliest episode of the Zelda Informer podcast. Beating last week's by a large margin. Oh. <laughs> um. So, what have you guys been playing this past week? Can we actually talk about that, or are you going to cut us off again? I'm going to actually let you guys talk about oh, it. Oh, good. I'm, I'm being nice for once. All right, Colin, you want to go first? I played Counter-Strike. I don't want to talk about it. Is that it? <sighs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk um, about Caleb, it. Caleb. Uh, hey. Why don't you uh, try to save this segment? All right, good. I I wrote things down this week. Oh. Um, so I played a lot of Splatoon. Probably played like 16 hours of Splatoon this All week. Right. I didn't know, even know you liked Splatoon. That's a funny joke. Uh, <laughs> listen back to the uh, last Alfred podcast where you can hear the two of us, you know, uh, just gawk all over that game. Uh, besides Splatoon, because, you know, there's nothing to really talk about yet because the SpongeBob Splatfest is this weekend. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which <laughs> I'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, I played a lot of Unchained Key. It's not that great, but I have an obligation. Played a lot of the Doom beta with uh, with Dad here. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, he forgot, I, didn't I, he? I, I played it. Yeah, it's, it's not okay. Bad. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm gonna step back into hijack my, it. I'm gonna step into my circle for a second because I might as well talk about competitive shooters real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna Doom beta is fine. <laughs> Can we all stop? It's fine. Would you like to talk about it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I just wanted to like say something. I would get before you before everyone. Because if I just wrote eh Doom Beta, you would have you wouldn't have said anything. And I like yeah. to get you like riled up. It's fun. Okay. Whoa. Listen. <laughs> here's here's the dig dang dilio. Doom is without a doubt my favorite game of all time. It is. I mean, I thought your one. favorite game was the Bomb first Cup. one. No, Not it's Bubsy 3D. No, it's Doom. Uh, we should all know there's an episode where I literally talk for how long? Thirty minutes straight. About Doom. 
and you guys had to actually stop me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I absolutely love Doom. I think it's it's pretty much gaming perfection in a nutshell. And so if you didn't know, Doom is getting a new game. Uh there's just a new Doom title and they released the open the 2 weeks ago they had the closed beta for everyone who had play who had purchased and pre-ordered Wolfenstein the New Order and this week they released the open beta for everyone to play for free mm-hmm. and it got a lot and a lot and a lot of negative reception and honestly as a doom fan i have no idea why uh, probably one of the biggest complaints was that it's not Doom, and that's a really weird complaint. Because when you say like, what is Doom multiplayer? When you're refu- when you're referring to Doom multiplayer, are you referring to Doom one and two, which were more experimental bonuses, if anything? Mm-hmm. Are you referring to Quake, which is not Doom but is pretty much Doom's multiplayer, but actually well rounded? Or are you referring to that terrible garbage they packaged with Doom 3? (laughs) And the answer is, like, I guess what people, when they say it's not Doom, they're mostly referring to the fact that it does not play like Doom single player or the single player that's going to come with the new game. And that is a a pretty honest criticism. It is a little weird that the single player is going to have completely different rules than the new multiplayer. What the new multiplayer is, is a kind of a mix of Halo and Quake 3, Mm -hmm. where you kind of have that one constant speed of Halo, um, and you have the Halo 4 loadouts, but otherwise the weapons and the power-ups are all pretty much just Quake. Um, And it's honestly not a bad product. It's it's a... a, I had a lot of fun with it. Caleb had a lot of fun with it. Um, our friend Nick, who's also a huge Doom fanatic like me, had a lot of fun with it. it I can see it having a pretty good following. Um, and I just, I just don't understand the backlash for it. I don't understand how people can get mad about Doom playing a little bit more like Halo while Gearbox is trying to actively kill Duke Nukem 3D, but... Oh yeah, we talked about that a little bit over the weekend. That's, that's just me. Do you want to mention that, or not really anything worth mentioning? Gearbox is trying to shut down more fan projects and source ports of Duke Nukem 3D. If you care about Duke Nukem 3D, please yell at Randy Pitchford. Shocking um, that Randy Pitchford is continuing to be the worst human being alive. Yeah, it's it's not really surprising. <laughs> Quote that and tweet it to him, please. Yeah, go for it. Hate um, that man. <laughs> this time, don't even include our our fake Smurf uh, Twitter accounts like real Donald Trump. Actually, give him my full us. real birth yeah. name. There you go. And I guess I'll talk about Counter-Strike Jesse momentarily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll talk about Counter-Strike, I guess, momentarily. Um, I've always liked Counter-Strike. I think Counter-Strike's pretty fun. Not Source, but CSGO is pretty good. Um, but last year they did a really, really dumb update where now if you want to play competitive, which is the only fun game mode in Counter-Strike, honestly... Um, if you don't know the difference between casual and competitive, I'll do it real quick. Casual is 10 versus 10. You get both armor bonuses and full health, uh, plus you get extra money to buy more guns and grenades and stuff. Competitive is 5v5. Uh, no armor unless you buy it. It's a lot more strict when it comes to money. Um, there's no kill cams. There's no 
spectating. It's it's how it should be. Um, and it used to be. Do you when... think no spectating will be bad for a game that has competitive potential? No, I don't think spectating should ever be in a competitive game. No, the only spectating is you can when you die you switch to another player's point of view, and that's it. Okay, well, no, I'm I'm just that's asking fine. because like I think that in some games, uh, a no, spectator... because mm-hmm. because like then that's really thrown out when some guy can use free camera to like fly around the map and tell his buddies on Skype or Discord like what's where everyone is. Right. right. That's really that's really dumb. Uh. Or if, if you're if you're playing in a tournament and you have you know like where they have like the the six dudes on stage and they're all like sitting next to each other to just have one guy like look over would also be like pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I will but as I was going back, um, it used to be that you could get into a game of casual mm-hmm. and you could game into, get into a game of competitive like willy nilly. You just chose the option at the menu and it's fine. Um, of course, competitive is a little more strict. It takes a while, a little while longer to get in. Uh, there's, you have to be locked into the game because if you just leave, you get you know EXP or not EXP, but you get rank penalties and all that. But um, last year they did a thing where now you have to get to rank three in a new leveling up system to play competitive, and the grind to get from rank one to three will take you at least a couple days, which is ridiculous. It's absolute Does nonsense. Does this stop you from playing with other people? Like, how, what is the limit for, like, playing with your friends that, that are at different ranks than you? Everyone has to be rank three or above. Okay. Or else you just cannot play competitive. Okay. It's not one, like, if, though, if you're, like, rank whatever, like, I don't know what the cap is, but if you're, like, 20, can you still play with someone that's three, or does that... Oh, yeah. Okay. You just have to be three or above to get there. Got it. Um, and the problem is that the XP system is broken enough so that it will take you forever. Um... I was playing with Super Bunny Hop the other day. I was just playing just some, you know. Wow, nice name drop, Colin. Hey. I'm kidding. And he, well, I I only reason why I mention this is because he actually went on a huge tangent about this on Twitter. So this ties into it. And we, uh, oh, you should, you should go watch the dad streams every Thursday at nine o'clock EST. But uh, Thursday, that's the day after this podcast goes out. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's recorded. <laughs> yeah. I totally meant to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, basically, it, it, the EXP is really broken because you can, just like he was, you can go into a regular casual deathmatch game mode, be first place, like top of the leaderboard, and you'll only get like 15 to 30 XP. Hmm. Which you need like several thousand to rank up. Oh, that good. is awful. Excellent. Meanwhile, if you buy Counter Strikes, um, the way they do DLC in Counter Strike is that they have a bunch of community maps that they like to add into the game, and to play those those maps early, you have to buy a six dollar pass. Please don't tell me you can buy experience boosts for those. Kind of. You, you get the There's, map. You do double XP week on Halo Five. If you buy the pass, you are given access to a weird co-op mode where you and one other person do a bunch of just random tasks, i.e., uh, kill some bots with a certain weapon, or you have, there's like a little weird like co-op mission you can do. And the what they ha- like the experience they hand out for these missions are like. Four to eight hundred XP. That's absurd. 
which I didn't even know about until I That's actually started absurd. playing it, which is, it's, it's really ridiculous. Whenever you have DLC missions that give bonuses, don't make it something that's like XP like that. Make it like skins. I will say always, at least always one... do something that's not going to like break the game in a sense. Yeah. I guess the only, the one decent thing I can say about it is that both people playing don't have to own the DLC. It's only the person leading the, the party. So everyone just have a rich friend. Abuse yeah, just get them. someone who's a POS and buys Counter-Strike So their, their reasoning for doing this weird ranking thing was to stop Smurf accounts, right? I, it's probably something like that. I what don't know that if that, that was seems... something out of their mouth or not. Kayla, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with the turn. A Smurf account is when a, an experienced player makes a second account to kill, or basically play with like a much less experienced group uh... of people, lower levels. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is, like, a really, really weird thing that people do, but, I don't know, it, and it sucks because, like, th the difference between competitive and casual is not just, like, it's, it's much more than just the rules, it's that uniform to Counter-Strike is really fun, because that's how the game's meant to be played. Mm. Like, as much as I love 32 versus 32, Kill House, you know, Call of Duty 4... That's not how you're supposed to play it. What about Mag? <laughs> well, Mag had giant maps to accommodate mm. that. I just wanted to talk crap about Mag. Yeah, let's talk about Brink. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, kill it, kill it. But like, um, it, it's it's not only that; it's also that the community in in competitive is much better because <laughs> the the entry to get in is mm. much higher. You don't mm. have to deal with the mic spammers or the the nine year olds right. or the the people who just watch your crappy YouTube channels. It's the people who just want to sit down and play like a forty minute match of Counter Strike. Right. And that's that's fine, but the fact that you have to go through so much shit to get there sucks. Mm -hmm. Like a lot. And <sighs> Yeah, no matter what they're doing it for, if it's Smurfs or not, like I can see I can see what they're trying to do, but it's a bit excessive, and then to also have the DLC, that's kind of that's kind of ridiculous. They need to they need to fix that yeah, very it's, quickly. It's it's a real pain. Um the game's still good. I I still like it, but I I've just hated that since since they included it. Mm -hmm. It especially sucks for someone who, like Super Bunny Hop, has, if you've looked on his steam ticker he has 222 hours logged into csgo i think we need a call like an intervention and he and he takes a break and he comes back and now he can't play the game as he wants to oh. like that sucks hmm. so yeah anyway that's that's me talking about competitive shooters that's why i didn't want to talk about counter-strike nah it's good fam <laughs> the world needs to know you, you can go talk about dark souls i'm gonna go I'm gonna go play on my DS. Bye. All right. Uh, yeah. So wait, I've been playing a lot wait, of Dark Souls Three. What? What? He hijacked my week, bro. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna pose it up really fast. Doom was really good, like you said. I liked it. Don't hate on it. It's really unjustified. Uh. All right. I. I'll say. The, I haven't I haven't played it because I just haven't. And we might have a, a video coming out, and we'll plug oh. the channel at the end of the. Uh, podcast and it'll also be down below for your convenience also a quick question adam 
How far into Unchained uh, Key have you gotten? Uh, Yellow I, on top of the mountain. I am. Um, ooh. Uh, uh-huh, give me the I number. I am level 93 or 4. <sighs> I have level 6 uh, medals now. I have gotten to level. to like chapter 140. One... Alright, that's enough. I'm starting to feel bad for you. Yeah, uh, I've I've played it a lot. Uh, of all my friends, I am the highest ranked. Have you already went in depth about it on a previous episode? Uh, I just said that I liked it. I okay. said that I was having fun with it, and it plays similarly to the Chain of Memories. Like it, it's a, it's like it's if you've played it, it is similar to Chain of Memories. It's a very inferior Chain of Memories. But it's it's there's like, no strategy it, to it, it. it. It's a return to the oh, there is strategy to it. Uh, not really. Yeah, there is. I've tested it. I, I was like, "Can I just mash?" And it's like, "No, you actually." There are ways you can play it that. Well, I mean, you, like, yeah, like if but... you want to, if you want to, like, play it slow, you can just grind forever. But if you want to be like me and just burst your way through it, you you do you play smart, you plan stuff out. Uh, yeah, yeah no, like there have been levels yeah, yeah. where it's like I lost the first time I played them, and the second time I went around, I actually decided to play smart and I did much better. Sure. Able to, yeah. So it's it's. It's the least offensive mobile game I've played. Yeah, I no, just, no, I, I agree on that. Definitely, it's, it's really That's... unfortunate to see that the the, the 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 deepest its combat really goes is to build up your meter and then swipe a medal onto the screen instead of just tapping. It's like eh, uh, chain well, memories. Like, not always. Here's the thing: a lot of like, like for example, there's these things called prize eggs. Yes. Um, and Yuffie, in particular, has uh, her special is that she does 3,000 damage per turn. Mm-hmm. Like, she always does 3,000 damage, regardless of enemy defense. Mm-hmm. Now, it, even if you level her up, until, it takes until level 6 before that gets up to 3,600 per, like, per hit, uh, special hit, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the time, her regular attack will be stronger than that. So, for enemies with really high defense, or enemies that aren't the, same t- that aren't the weaker type for her, it's not always smart to just attack or to swipe with her. You know, you have to remember what to do. Also, right. if you have certain enemies that have to be stunned, uh, you might it might you might be better off just using the big like room swipe as opposed to just doing a single point or doing a special attack on a single point. Right. Um. There's there is a de- there is more depth than I would have expected. Like mm-hmm. I expected nothing from this game. Right. Um. But there is. Less depth than there was in Chain of Memories because Chain of yeah. Memories is very, very yeah. calculated. It's very, it's a lot about deck building, and, and it's a lot. And about that's these a numbers. very good way to put it: is your expectations and my expectations being different? I, I, I think didn't is expect a, good way to put a lot it. from this. Yeah, like, right. And it's a mobile so. game. Yeah, like I, I never like I, I think that's a thing you shouldn't do. You should never expect too much from mobile games, especially if they played Mitomo. Because like Mitomo was like, this is a game. Not that I expect this it is... to be good. It's I expect it to. Like, meet a certain standard of quality sure i guess i don't know i lost my wording there because i'm not good at this but it's yeah fine. i mean it's it's whatever i'm I'm playing it i i'm probably on like mission 60 or something at this point and i've managed to get most of the way through the game with just like doing the uh aoe spin mm-hmm. uh, if the depth's there i haven't hit it yet and i hope i do uh yeah we can we can talk about it more like off yeah. the podcast i feel like yeah. it's kind of like a long weird conversation yeah it's like not really interesting to listen to um but yeah i i definitely if you haven't played chain of memories play chain of memories um and then if you're if you don't want to spend money play this in your off time it's it's not like a bad way to kill time if you're waiting Mm-mm. in line and stuff it's it's more fun than like stuff like jetpack joyride or any of those yeah. things that 
or Candy Crush or anything. I, I would, you know, this is one of the two mobile games I have on my phone. Mm-hmm. And that is saying a lot. I never have mobile games on my phone. I'm usually like, I'll just bring my 3DS or something. Yeah, I could agree um, with that. I guess as a closing, just don't go into it expecting to get anything out of like the story. I, I have ignored the story completely. Yeah, it's same. it's so worthless. There's nothing. There's skipped. nothing to pay attention to. There's it's no not important. It. Your character doesn't talk. Your character doesn't matter. He's not. He or she is not pivotal to the story. It's a hundred years before anything important happens, so there's no point. So, I doubt they'll even reference it in two point eight or anything. They might, but it'll be like, oh just yeah. Be like, there, remember when we there used was metals a hundred years ago? Yeah, remember how there was an old Keyblade wielder? That was cool. Oops. All right, and we this... used to have a cat that told you what to do. Yeah. I I thought that, like I thought that was weird. As soon as that started, I was like, "Hey, I have to like tell you where to go and stuff." And like he can teleport instead of just like it could have just have been a... a Moogle. Well, no, like you can teleport. Oh. You can like use like your keyblade and travel between worlds. You don't have to use a gummy ship or anything. I'm like, this is weird. This doesn't make any sense well, to I me. I mean, that's that's kind of been the case sometimes. So it's not you know it's whatever. It's just it's just it's it's odd for me. Like sure, because it's like a step backwards. Because they they change they they I guess you could say retconned a lot of things. Oh, like in in later games, like oh you know you need the gummy ship and everything to travel between the worlds and stuff. And then like in Dream Drop Distance, you did well because you're not going to real worlds; you're sleeping essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, that's that's different. It depends so, like, thematically, but like yeah, but, like, I mean, they explain like this... why that's the case in each different game. Mm-hmm. But so. like this one, it was kind of like. You just you just do it, whatever. I mean, this could have just been before they like locked the paths to each world because they did that on purpose to yeah, keep yeah, the yeah, darkness. I'm going into Kingdom Hearts story. We need to stop. <laughs> no, I love it. No, we can't. Let's talk about <laughs> Dark Souls or something. Okay, let's talk about Dark Souls. So you you've played a bit of Dark Souls and you've been having your own journey with it. Um, I finished and Dark Souls. You finished Dark Souls three? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, I am still on. Um, it's like this old tree boss. Still don't know what you're talking about. Let me look up the name. But then really again, quick. that game was very forgettable for uh, me. Curse Rotted Greatwood. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I fought that one. That's. I think that's a like a required boss. Well, I don't remember it. I will at send all. you a picture of it. Okay. I just sent you a picture of it. Oh, oh it is optional. Yeah, no. Oh, I didn't fight but you, that. if you if you don't defeat it, you can't perform soul transmission, so you can't get boss soul weapons. Oh well, that shows how little I care. Uh, yeah, um, no, I didn't do that. Uh, yeah. So let's before we get into like how we thought of the game, let's just talk about what kind of characters we made because I know that kind of changes perspectives. Sure. Um, do you want to go or should I? Go ahead. Sort of, um, so I went into the game. I made a knight, and then I was like, I really want to make a dex build. I don't know why. I just wanted to make a dex build. Yeah. And so I, I pumped up decks, pumped up uh, vitality and uh, uh, load capacity because endurance. You can carry, you can, yeah, no, that's uh, vitality. No, it's it's vitality. It's, yeah. vitality. it's it's really weird in this game how there's like three different stats for that. Yeah, they did that in Dark Two. Yeah, um, and I have some complaints about like how they did stats and like leveling up and everything. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, but like I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that so I can wear like knight's armor, but I can still wield the Uchi Katana and like level that up and like right. focus on my decks build, um, which was fun. And I appreciated doing that. Mm. Um, so that's how I played the game. I played it a lot more like Bloodborne than I did a Dark Souls game. Mm-hmm. Like shield, like blocking with my shield and pairing with my with my katana was actually not the best choice a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, the best choice was to roll out of the way and attack them from behind. Yeah, and it seemed really I, strange I for a Souls that. game to play it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you play the game? Like, uh, how did you... From the start, went dex build, 
uh, used the Uchi Katana from the first oh. guy until I found the Great Scythe, oh, and then I, I used have... the Great Scythe to the end of the game. I don't know if I told this last week, but I have a really great story okay. about the uh, that guy. So mm-hmm. what? Um, so I'm going through the game. I'm doing pretty well, and I see that guy on the hill. Mm-hmm. And you know, okay, I'll try taking him because like my friend's like, oh, he's really hard. Watch it. I was like, all right, I'll be careful. And I got my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I try again. And I try again. And I try again. Every time he kicks my butt. Um, and like I, I make make sure to get my souls every time so that I can keep it. Like I had like two thousand souls saved up. It was, right. Like, I just wanted to make sure that I had that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna grab my souls and then run back to level up. And then I'll go and fight him after that so that I don't have to worry about these souls all the time. Because it was mm-hmm. enough to get a level at the time. Yeah. Um, so I go, I run up to the, the stairs to him. And it's like, the, the way it's situated is like in this first area where he, he is, uh, to the left is like a giant cliff. Just like straight down, sheer nothing. It's like like 20 or 50 feet. Like you have to make a hard right to be able to fall. And it looks thing. like someone took a big yeah. bite out of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I I like the design of it. Yeah. And then to the right is the Firelink Shrine, which is like your main hub world. Um, so he's like in between those two things, really. Uh, on this like up these stairs. Very narrow path. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like there's it's there's a lot of room. Like, you can go down, you can go around stuff. There's like there's a lot of room between the cliff and Firelink Shrine and where he is. Sure. Like it's very wide in mm. in that sense. Like it's probably one of the wider areas. So I'm like, okay. So I go and I grab the souls. And I aggro him, obviously. Uh, so I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I'm like, haha, can't get me from this firelink shrine. So I get inside the shrine. And then I'm like, okay, I, I do the level. I go out and I'm like, all right, let me just, I'm going to go find him. And he's gone. I have no idea where he went. Mm-hmm. It was very confusing. Um, spent about five minutes looking for him. I, I, I walked around the area and I was like, all right, I guess he just kind of pieced out. So I went back to the bonfire to rest because that would probably reset him. Yeah. You know, like, you know, that's like, it'll put him back where he was to begin with. He's not one of those bosses or one of the enemies that respawns. But if he's, if you rest and you haven't killed him, he'll go back to his original spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walk out and I look up the hill and instead of seeing him, I see a glowing white ball. Turns out this dude took a hard right at some point and just walked off the cliff. Mm-hmm. So I I like completely like skip that entire fight. Yeah, that, and it that is one of the hardest. Fi- it, it, I I I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you actually kidding me? Like, I wasn't mad. I was more just amazed because it's like, it saved me a good two hours of work. Right. Fighting that dude, and my friend was so jealous because he had to fight that guy. Um, but yeah, there's there's some uh, interesting problems I have with Dark Souls. One of them mm. is that there is some kind of weird AI bugs here and there. Like I mean, that. that's a Souls tradition right right it wouldn't right. be it um, without it uh is there any particular stories that you wanted to mention before we get into like specific complaints uh, i mean i can talk about that guy real quick and the fact that i saw the the blood stains everywhere and giggled as i parried him to death on my first try <laughs> oh yeah no he's he's not that hard to deal with he's just a pain like he's like just annoying yeah but no that's it yeah parrying's um, broken parrying is weird in this game um they took a lot of nods from Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne, and I wasn't sure how to feel about that, mm-hmm. um, because it went from being a game that was all about blocking, parrying, and attacking, to a game where you can do a lot of different ways to, like, fight. Well, they just, can... up and they generally just changed the speed and flow of the series. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that bothered me the most was, in Dark Souls, you you could level up at bonfires. Mm-hmm. In this game, you have to go back to the hub world, talk to the lady, like in Demon Souls or in Bloodborne, 
and have her level you up. Dark was the only one that had it on fire level up. All of the other ones have you talked to someone else. Right. And I hate that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it it's so tedious. It wastes time. It makes no sense. I have to build a relationship with someone who I don't care about instead of having her useful in other ways. Well, I mean, and, it's just padding, so you have to go through a loading screen and then sit her, through her dialogue and then go through another loading screen. It's really it's, bad. It I don't was, like it at all. But it it's it's unnecessary. Yeah. It feels so unnecessary. It's a um, step back, especially, I mean, since oh, yeah, they no, did definitely. it right the first time. And it was probably easier to do it the first time. Like, t- not making a, a specific NPC tied to that yeah. is probably a lot easier, especially if it's just the bonfires. If the, all the bonfires act exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's easy. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. That was that was probably my biggest complaint. Yeah. With that game was just there were like weird things that kind of took a step back. Just seemed not really like they didn't really learn from the previous games as much as they kind of took the pieces that didn't really make me happy. Well, I, I think they knew they just they need to make you keep visiting Firelink for different reasons, and you wouldn't do that if you didn't have to go there for something critical. Well, I, I would have gone there ideal. for like. Well, here's one thing that they did. They made weapon repairs part of resting, which is an interesting choice. I was going to ask you about that because I never once had to repair my weapons and I was no, very No, your weapons repaired every single time you rested. Okay. I I was generally con- genuinely confused about I that. I didn't know until a friend told me. Like I was like why like are my weapons just like and it's it's not the worst thing? No, it's nice. But it's it's nice for like a player. It's like, "Oh, that's a lot of like but in terms of a game that's trying to be difficult, like it, it does raise, it does lower the bar a little bit. And not to cut because... you off, but I didn't know, like that was a topic before I forget, or just a quick thought. Uh, Dark Souls 3 has a weird problem with being way too forgiving and, and then convenient too at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then completely changing what type of game it is towards the end. Oh, yeah. And throwing everything out the door. Right. There's a lot of times where in in this game more than any other um bosses or enemies had a had a cheat code of sorts. Yes. Like they had an easy way to beat them that just required like oh here's a simple trick you do. Right. And that's so strange after playing Bloodborne. After like seeing playthroughs of Bloodborne and playing it a little bit myself it's like Bloodborne required you to sit and fight the enemies as they were they were difficult they they were tedious they were tiresome but they were they didn't have they were just as strong as you mm-hmm. you know they didn't have like a big flaring glow the enemy that i uh the boss that i am about to fight uh that i fought a little bit which Caleb doesn't remember a um the cursed i forget the name of it already um the deku tree yeah it's the curse rotted greatwood um it has these like uh egg sacks attached to it and instead of just hitting the boss over and over until it dies like normal games normal dark souls enemies uh you're supposed to hit these sacks and after about like 10 hits the boss dies it's this huge imposing boss with like a bunch of like mob enemies and it's really cool and i really liked it and i thought wow this is hard but it's good it's like a good hard like you know it just makes me feel like this is a good challenge Mm mm-hmm and then after seeing how easy it is to beat this boss, just by doing that, I was very disappointed. Well, I mean, Souls has always had an off and on, like, sometimes the bosses will have just something like that, or sometimes mm-hmm. they'll just be straight up attack until they're dead. Like, all and of the games have And especially after the, the first boss, like, the very first boss you fight is so well done. Yeah, it's great. 
He's so it's probably scary. my favorite boss in the game. He's so scary and so like powerful, but like you have just enough wiggle room to like feel like you can just get like if you're just clever enough, you can get around him and like and like figure out his his like strategy. Sure. And it feels like wow, this is like a great introduction to the game. It I was shaking with excitement when I beat him. Yeah. Um, and then like this boss is just it's stupid. A lot of his attacks kill you in one hit. It's not fun. No. Like if if a if, if any boss in any game kills you in one hit, that is a horribly designed boss. Sure. And Souls Especially unfortunately are, has a lot of those throughout all of its games. It's so bad because the player doesn't get to learn, especially in a game that makes you go back all the way. Especially in a game where the bosses may just not use moves that they have until like the fourth fight in, which happened more so in Dark Souls 3 than any other game. A lot game of I've people played. a lot of people I've seen people play the game by themselves. I've played it myself um, uh, at my friend's place. And a lot of the times I've seen through the multiple bosses that I've been able to play at against people saying the same phrase, oh, he didn't do that when I played against him. Yeah. Which is weird. Why? Why not? It, it was. It didn't seem like anything different. I wasn't doing anything different than what you were telling me to do or like right. telling, suggesting I should do or like how I've been playing this game otherwise. Usually distance triggers it, and that didn't even matter in this game. It was same distance, and sometimes he would just pull a completely new move out. There's one move that the the great cur- the curse greatwood does. Yeah, that he he'll lay backwards and like crush you with his backside. Yeah, and two of the people that I've seen play this game were like, "Oh, I didn't know he does that." And I'm like, "Yeah, how do you you literally attack his backside at one point? Why why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't he do that?" Yeah. Doesn't make it's it, it's just weird. There's weird, weird bugs in that game. Like yeah. just weird, like things that just don't make sense. Right. Um, and then a lo- the other thing that I don't particularly find too interest, like I'm not particularly too fond of in this game, is the lack of compelling or meaningful characters. I'm. I have to say, I'm quite surprised that me and you are seeing eye to eye. Uh, goofy movie reference on this game in particular. <laughs> Because I, I figured it would just be me screaming at nothing about how I didn't like it a lot of no, it. No, I'm I'm not saying I hate this game. That's that might just be like the right. one different. Like, did I, right. I someone like, mention Goofy movie? Yeah, hey Dan. Hey, all right. <laughs> we're still talking. We're still talking about Dark Souls. Okay, yeah. back to yeah. Miku then. Bye, Dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no. Like in general, uh, you are bringing up a lot of things that I didn't think anyone else would. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I that's, appreciate that. You kinda, appreciate that. It's kind of scary. <laughs> it's like, uh, do you want to take the together. Do you want to take the reins for a bit? Because I feel like I've been just ranting. Yeah, I mean, are you sure? I got, I've got plenty to say. Uh, right. uh, oh God, I've got just scattered thoughts on this piece of paper as I just angrily scribbled. But uh, I just start writing this stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just kind of do bullet points, I guess. Uh, I, I tried my hardest to write a pros and con list so I didn't just come in here screaming like an old man. And I think I have three bullet points on my pros list, and then I have two pages on my con list. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, real quick, voice acting, great. I mean, it's always great in this series. There's yeah. never anything wrong to see. I had no problem with the voice acting. I thought all the, the casting choices were perfect. Yeah. Too bad the characters weren't that interesting. Yeah, which is surprising. Right. Because, like, at first you think, hmm, maybe it's just because this is a Souls game and I'm just not thinking of them right. Because, you know, a lot of times Souls games have characters that are, like, meaningless right, in a purposeful way. Right. This game, not so much. Right. I, and even part the people of what makes that it, I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, it's. Uh, I was just gonna say one thing. Um, part of what makes it diff. What, part of what makes that significant to me is that I can't name a single person from Dark Souls Three. Right. And I could probably name a few people from Dark Souls One mm-hmm. and probably from Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a shame. Mm-hmm. And that shows that these people had no impact on me as a player. The fact that I beat the game yesterday. And I can't remember the majority of it. I can't name any bosses. Who's the na- what's the name of the, lo- the lady that you level up with? I just know she's a firekeeper. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't remember. I don't, she has I don't, a tiara. I, don't care. I thought her design was cool. I thought, like, I was like, wow, that's cool. It's different. It's like, she still has this whole, like, face-covered thing. Like, all the uh, keepers and shrine maiden, basically, in this game, in these games have. Yeah. But, uh... It's it was like different enough. I don't hate um, her, but she's just a not worse version of the doll. Yeah. So why do I care? Uh, and I get it, subjective. You like what you like, and I'm not trying to hate on you if you like this game. But like another pro that I really liked was they said before the game launched that they were going to have a lot of weapon variety, you know, at the start of the game, so you didn't have to go ten hours to get the weapon type that you wanted, and that was that turned out pretty good. I found probably 20 different types of weapons in the first two, three hours. Um, so nothing really wrong with that. Uh, and the game feel itself was closer to Dark 1 and not clunky like 2's. Dark Souls 2 is a bad game on its own just because of how bad it feels. But they they corrected that in this. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much where the pros end. But <laughs> we we discussed a lot of my issues with it matchmaking still not great they've had way more, like way too much time to fix this and get it right and they still can't uh i don't like the fp system too much i feel like i can't really play around with all the cool stuff that the weapons have because i can't like it's just another meter to have to keep an eye on uh yeah yeah i um i was gonna consider doing pyromancy right but that that fp meter is no good. And I get it. It's, it's it's their way to balance things. But coming off of Bloodborne, where I can just willy-nilly do whatever I want with my weapons at any time, mm. makes me think that maybe you should have had a different system for magicians and for melee types. Because yeah. I didn't use any of my FP in fights, because one, they weren't really effective. And, and two, two, they two, run I, out. I have, to, I have to give up Estus in yeah. order to you know get that back. And I just didn't yeah. find that very yeah, enjoyable. I... It's like we talk about the deck spells we have, and I I had the Uji Katana, right? And it's uh, it's funny because I tried the different uh skills with FP points, right? Uh, and they did less damage yeah. than my regular attacks, yeah. And I and I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. Like some of them were supposed to be like, oh, it's kind of faster, like you can do more slashes at once, right? Or some of them are more like a parry thing, and it's like these don't make up for the fact that they cost so much plus most of them just have such like long startup times that they're they're, completely worthless to use they're too specific and that's a problem that a lot of game developers fall into which is they make things that are weapons or items or or, or abilities that are too narrow-minded too situational right they're one shot and they're done they're MacGuffins. they're they're flash no substance exactly when bloodborne just literally just like, hey, this is really cool. I can use this for so many different things. And I wasn't the biggest fan of Bloodborne. I had a lot of issues with it, but I have a whole new appreciation for that game coming off of this. They did so many things right with it compared to this. Uh, like another thing, 
Uh, we kind of went over it slightly, but the game starts out oddly linear for the series, and then out of nowhere just kind of gets multiple Stops. paths. But yeah, the paths I, I... are hidden in very... There's no direction. There's doesn't feel very like a direction. Odd and and vi- like easily missable like mm. crannies to the point I... to where like mm-hmm. you don't know where to go at some point because you're like oh the, the game's uh, been linear up to this point so I the third mm. area I didn't know where to go half the time yeah it took me forty minutes to find the the, the third bonfire mm. it was it was just weird it just it just seemed so out of place. Um, there are so many things in that place that I still could I didn't find. Like I watched other playthroughs of that area um, to see how other people went through it, mm-hmm. and they found things that I didn't even know were there. And it's funny because the first two areas I played, I found so many secrets. I found everything. Right. I knew where to go, where to explore, and I, I definitely agree on this that the, the game starts off very different than how it ends mm-hmm. or how it continues. Um, and I hate to like sound negative about no. this game because there are things I genuinely enjoyed. And I think that like um it's probably the first Souls game that um I've been coming back to frequently mm-hmm. that I didn't feel immediately disinterested. Like in terms of like, wow, I just died and I felt like stupid. Um because the beginning is so well done. Yeah. Um like the uh the first area is fun, it's interesting, there's a lot of like it's it's very it's very good for a tutorial level. I think it's the best tutorial Are level. Are you talking first area pre fire link or first area post fire link? Pre fire link. Okay. Is the best first area they've ever made in a Souls game. In my it's, it's opinion. It's good. I would have to I don't, sincerely I don't, think about it. I don't know. Um I think it's better than Dark Souls one by by a mile. Um, because it's not, not because it's, um, not because it better, it like better explains the game, but rather because it helps you ease into the style of Dark Souls better. Yeah. I was going to say, like, just playing through it, it's probably better, but in in terms of teaching you how the games work, like Dark Souls 1, I would have to say still does it better, but yeah, I I agree. I, I don't like Dark Souls 1's first area because it tries to trick you and it like has fun with it. And Um, I'm like, that's like, like, because it's like. Not not trick you, trick you, but like it 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 tries to throw you off to teach you, and I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. I didn't really have that kind of experience with it, besides like the big the big ball that comes down the staircase, and I think that was fine because that's a good way of going. Like, hey, this didn't kill you, but this is going to happen a lot later, right? And it also opened up a path, which shows you. I mean, I, I think it was a very good tutorial, but not to, uh, not for I, multiple playthroughs. Yeah. It's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, that's that's probably it because I pl- I've played Dark Souls one a few times, right? So have um, I. and I've seen people play it a bunch of times because yeah. like my next door neighbor played it obsessively because right. he got he wanted to platinum every one of the games. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So I hate the first area in Dark Souls one at this point because of that. Right, um, I understand that. But no, like you can't you can't be afraid to say like negative things about it even if you like it because that's how I am with Dark Souls one. That game is a piece of crap. Really, it's not good. It's not a well made game. But there are some really, really neat design choices in that game. I still love it. It's still one of my favorite games. But there's a lot mm-hmm. wrong with it. I would never give it as an example of, like, good game development. No. Design, yes. Not development, though. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, there's that. And 
wow, there's some weird bonfire placement in this game. Uh, have you noticed yeah, like yeah, no, there no, are that is, boss that is bonfires such, and oh then five God. steps after there's another bonfire and there's no I, point to that? I have wanted to scream at these bonfires because, like I said, the third area. Yeah. It's this, it's like after you get picked up by those weird eagle dudes, mm. not eagles, but like bird dudes. Right. Um, there's the starting bonfire. Yeah. And then immediately after you get into the gate, there's another bonfire. Yeah. And then there isn't another bonfire for a good 30 minutes exactly and it's like why why would you do this why would you put two back to back but then also make me walk around for an hour opening up three different shortcuts to go back to the same bonfire it doesn't make sense it is not well designed in that sense it's it's very strange it's not checkpoints checkpoints are supposed to be little breaks in between the 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 level that let you know that you're making progress i just Uh, And especially in a Souls game where you need, you rely on those checkpoints so heavily. I just think, I think the, like, the pacing of shortcuts and bonfires was especially gross in this game. There were some areas that had bonfires, um, that had shortcuts that were totally unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Shortcuts that, like, literally took, what, 15 seconds off the time? There were shortcuts that I found that actually managed to be longer than routes that I had made up myself. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. but I still found that laughable. Yeah. But, like, I, there was one area, I don't remember the names of anything because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Three shortcuts went back to that same bonfire. Why? I'm so <laughs> tired of walking in circles for two hours. Oh, I don't feel yeah, like I'm no. making any progress. Um, Terrible. I think the the other thing that's very odd about this game is the story. Yeah, it's in terms of Souls games, it's it's not the weakest, but it's the least well explained. It's the least interesting. It's well, okay. It's something that I've talked about with people before the game came out, and it's things that my friends that are more into Souls games have theorized, mm-hmm. which is like it's the end of the cycle of the Lord's Cinder and stuff, right. and. That's that was what we were hoping for. We were hoping for this, like, what happens when that repeated cycle mm-hmm. ends? What is the bigger cycle in that? Um, and that's such a great hook. That's such a great start. But it feels like they don't go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who these characters are. I don't have any reason to care or find out. I don't feel like I'm learning by exploring anywhere. It just feels like boards in an old game. Where it's I feel like its biggest mistake with that too is what I also was most excited for was we're going to revisit a lot of things in Dark Souls 1. My ass, we revisited two things in Dark Souls 1 that turned out to be probably the worst parts of the game. And I think they were... Spoilers. I don't want to just... Like Firelink being one of them, but I don't want to throw out the other big thing. Oh, okay. But uh, my favorite area of Dark Souls 1 comes back and it's the most underwhelming part of the game that's disappointing yeah uh, this is supposed yeah. to be like the big finish this is their big grand finale for the for the franchise for the the franchise of from software titles that follow this formula that use this engine that that speak this style and i'm not sure this is the grand send-off that they had in mind Mm-mm. when they started it's Am I saying it's a bad game? No. But is it their best title? Probably not. Uh, I mean, objectively, it's not as bad as 2. 
Well, two was not good at all. No, <laughs> two was just a, a bad game. But I oh, still have a very I... hard time saying that I enjoyed three any more than I enjoyed two, even though three is objectively better in a lot of ways. Three, three feels a lot less painful. Yeah, a lot, a significantly less. The painful. design is just so so much worse there's so many things that went into it that they didn't really have time to filter through all the uh this game came out too fast uh, would be a good way to put it i also think like maybe this game also came out too late also because i think a lot of people myself included are just kind of like after two burned us out this game didn't really do a good job of picking it back up like right, this should but... have been two two shouldn't have existed can't help that i get it well it should but... have been dark souls one bloodborne then dark souls three sure that should have been the, uh, and I know that like it was like what why why would they call it Dark Souls three? It's like well because Bloodborne is for various reasons Bl Dark Souls two to a lot of people they prefer Bloodborne than Dark Souls two. Sure, but I would say there's a overwhelming majority saying that that was the better of the two titles that released at that time. Yeah, absolutely. But when it comes to story, I mean, it doesn't fit it's, at all. Right, of course. So you can't really do that. Um, but I get that. Um. I think that this game, sh they should have taken another year. I just... I, I, I really think because... And I, I, I... It's a different approach to what you were saying, which is like people were burned out from two. Mm -hmm. I think we just needed a little bit of rest. Sure, I think yearly release was a mistake. But... I, it's funny because the bonfires are a good like a good analogy for their pacing issue. Sure. They always have had a pacing issue with game releases and with the story. I guess it's just something that they have to have to work on. And, and you're saying, like, you think it came out too fast. And to to make sense of what I was saying, I agree. But it's also one of the... For this type of game, just imagine that, like, this game was already finished. I think it came out because Bloodborne does so much better. And I, I think it should have came out way before Bloodborne, even before 2. But I agree that the game in its current state feels like it was rushed because i know i throw this term around a lot but this is like the prime example of a game that i feel like has a huge identity crisis yeah and uh yeah that's it's, it's really it's really disappointing because i love dark one mm -hmm. despite all of its flaws i didn't care for any of them as much as i liked that one and even though two is a fundamentally worse game i i think i still enjoyed three less yeah um do you think what do, i know this has become the dark souls episode and i don't care because <laughs> i'm really enjoying it yeah. um <laughs> uh what it, we're gonna keep talking about this um i and i mean like it's it's relevant to us i think because a lot of people have said that dark souls is the adult zelda title like it's what they imagine adult an adult zelda title is where combat is the puzzle and that sort of thing um so if if you have an issue with that i'm sorry I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm apologizing now. Um, but uh, I would like to know, how do you think they could have either fixed this thematically, uh, gameplay-wise, which game in the franchise between Dark Souls 1 and Bloodborne uh, do you think this would have fit better as a stylistically towards not not just like in the way that the game looks or anything but just like the, the way that the combat is it's all over the place with the uh the the ability scores from dark souls uh, 2 with the combat mechanics that mm -hmm. are combined from one and bloodborne and 
with with bosses that are more resemblant of Dark Souls One. What what do you think would have unified this game a little bit better? I would say pick between trying to make it a throwback to one and its own entity. Mm-hmm. I think the mixture of the two is really what put a damper on a lot of it for me. Being excited for the stuff that turned out to be the least interesting, but also not really fully fleshing out your new stuff, mm-hmm. kind of made it like a weird mishmash of two games, and it wasn't that great. Uh, I think more characters in general, more uh, inter- more interesting. We saw, we sure, saw some returning characters. Sure. Like we saw some like references at least to like retur- like old characters. It's. I, um, I, I felt like this was probably the loneliest Dark Souls experience. Like I, I would have liked to yeah. see more characters. Not like I don't need a lot, but just more things to tell me. Like, hey, here's some of what's going on since the game's not doing a good job of it. It's ironic because in Demon Souls we had the same amount of people in the in the Firelink Shrine, right? And this game feels significantly lonelier than that one. And I get, I get if that's what they want to be the case, since it's like everything's going to crap. Oops, and I get that, but still. Well, that's yeah. That's the, the idea yeah. of the game is yeah. based on the idea that everyone is just leaving. Yeah, it's it's still. I don't feel like it was executed. The, the best and as i've said like four times now you can't tell everyone like hey we're going back to dark souls one everything you like will be there you remember you remember all these cool bosses all these cool characters most of them aren't here and i get it's a hundred years later but it's like why why you if it's that? just a hundred years later why is everything so drastically different and why do i only go to two areas and only mm-hmm. one of those looks even remotely similar to the way it used to and none of the mm-hmm. old bosses are there like I it doesn't feel as much like a sequel as it does like a, a like, game that they had nothing to show so they shoehorned a bunch of fan service into it and did a bad like job the, of it like the uh what is it uh cloverfield lane movie where sure it the movie didn't wouldn't have made a launch by itself so they had to add the uh cloverfield title to it to put in the franchise yeah i actually don't completely disagree with that right so, um yeah but no i think i'm sorry we're talking about this so much but we're we're gonna wrap it up <laughs> But yeah, no, I just, I really don't know how to fix it. I, there's so much I feel wrong like this with is it. Probably, I feel like this is probably one of our better discussions about video games. Well, sure, because we're actually talking about a video game. Yeah, no, but like the thing is, like, I feel like a lot of the time we just, we, we fan talk about video games as opposed to like showing that we actually, I feel a lot of the time know what we're talking about right. or actually are analyzing what we're talking about. We generally aren't just... this emotional about a release and there really haven't been any games as of late, yeah. but. Yeah, no, I mean, and a couple closing thoughts, because i got to get everything out there that I hate. Yeah, do it. Uh, do it can, oh, oops. Uh, <laughs> my biggest issue with this game is something that I had an issue with in Dark 2 and Bloodborne, and that's the boss design. For those of you that played Dark 2, I mean, try to tell me that I'm wrong in that <laughs> most of the bosses are bad because they either A, add a bunch of infantry to it, or mm-hmm. B, add a status ailment that the boss is constantly spewing out of its orifices. That drives me nuts. And that's all this game did. Well, first two hours, not so much. First two hours had great bosses, albeit easy ones, because you could literally just stand under them like you could with Sif and kill oh, them. yeah. That's another thing that made me... That was really funny yeah. about the the second boss yeah. that you fight yeah. in this game. The one that's on all fours. Yeah, yeah you, that's the one. You will, you will accidentally roll underneath him and be and just like, oh, this is how I kill him. Yeah, and you just keep doing that. And I was like, this yeah. is not really how I imagined this to go. I was uh, laughing for the first three hours about how easy the bosses were because I was just sifting them to death. I feel like your tweets about this game like really had me worried because I like when we were going to talk about this, I I wasn't sure 
why you felt the way you did. Right. But it is good to know that a lot of the we are we we see eye to eye on a lot of things, or we understand, and we're talking about the same issues. Right. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad for that too. I didn't expect it to be this way. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I, I really, I really, I really like Souls. I just need it to stop being. Well, they're not going to make another one. This game sold too well. I'm not taking anything. Halo was supposed to end with three, you know, whatever. But well, well, the thing, well, here's the thing. Right. From Software has said that they're not making another Souls game. They're not making another Souls game. Oh, but do you think someone else might? <laughs> if Bandai Namco wants that money bad enough, and I, I mean any other way, I like think... any other game they make is going to play extremely similar to that. Look at Bloodborne. He wants to make a sci-fi game. It's going to be sci-fi Bloodborne. So they're they're all well, the same be... type of game. <laughs> The question is, will that be good? <laughs> I'm going to ch- chime back in real quick after being missing for 30 minutes, but I, I, if, they may say it's their last Souls game, but there is no, there is no, no, no goddamn way that Sony won't give them the money and they won't make Bloodborne. Too. Right. I there's, s- you will, there's no absolute They are the way. hottest thing on the market right now. Dark Souls and, yeah, 3 has sold Blood, way too well. Not, Bloodborne 2 not happening would be... Honestly, even if it's Surprising. bad, would make no sense to me. Yeah, I'm like hundred percent expecting Bloodborne too. I, I know. There's, I know. There's no way Sony would not this, want to cash yeah. in on the only game that exclusive. That, yeah, it's, right. Yeah, it's probably one of their, their best game. thematic games. Like it's it it has an opposite amount of problems that Dark Souls Three has, right. where its story is really good, uh, and the combat has some odd issues here and there. Right, and God knows I could go three hours on Bloodborne, so I won't. We're not going to talk about right. that. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, no, like yeah. It's it just sucks to see Dark Souls three come out after two games that did it better, but four also games. two. Well, yeah, four games total that were supposed to be like the, the the learning steps. We've had some good games. We had some stumbles. We had, you know, there were so many things that they learned that they could have brought together from each game that they did, and it feels like they fell short of what it could have or been. Purposefully backpedaled. Possibly, I. Maybe they released too early. Maybe they just didn't know what they were doing. With and it. another theory of mine, it, it was a concern I had since they started throwing around the prepare to die subtitle on Dark Souls, is that they would stop looking at Dark Souls like for what it is and go, the audience really likes it because it's LOL so hard and turn it into yeah. a meme game to where it stops being about like the exploration and, and whatnot start being about, wow, I got ambushed. I'm so, I'm so happy, XD. This game's really good. And that's all that Dark that's... 3 was more than the other ones. Was Ambushes are never fun. Was bad, legitimately awful boss design and, and, and yeah. bad ambush design. Mm-hmm. To where I, without those messages on the floor, which is not good game design, I would not have known about things, even if I was actively cautious and looking for them. Right. And it's bad. You're right. It's terrible. That is, yeah. And if you like no, that, it's... you like it, but it's objectively garbage. So it's 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 a, it's bad from a design standpoint, right? Because it, it it's showing a lack of conveyance from the author to the the. It's effortless. The viewer, yeah. It doesn't take any ability to. I mean, I could make a square room, and I could have it. If you take four steps, you're gonna fall through the floor, and everyone's gonna go, "Oh, oh this game's really good." Because I didn't expect that. It's like, no, that game's really bad because because it gave you no nothing. way of knowing that, right? And that's... You need a way of knowing these things. There needs to be it, a lot of older games did this thing where the, the in Zelda games, you know, the, the shiny eye or shiny spot in the, right. the boss, you know, that's where you shoot it. Right. That's a really basic way of doing that, but it is a way of doing that. Right. It's not the most basic. It, the most basic would be just shoot at that thing, shoot at that thing. Right. That's the most basic. Dark Souls 
has had the issue with some of its bosses throughout the series of having enemies and encounters and rooms and puzzles that don't have a hint for the answer. Right. You just have to stumble your way into it. Or the hints are literally in messages that you have to be connected to the internet and break like all immersion of the game no, to see. That, that doesn't count. I know. I know. Does, I know. Does, yeah, I'm saying like, <laughs> I don't even, I'm not even registering that. Yeah, exactly. Because that doesn't count. And I know it's a game that's supposed to have a community aspect to it, but that doesn't mean it's, that's how the game is supposed to be it's a meme. playable. That's all it is now. That's how I feel. And again, it's the whole get good nerd. Yeah, I played all of them. I like them a lot. I've I've got 220 hours in Dark Souls 1. Leave me alone. Like, I get it. I love them. That's why I'm so upset. Yeah. And rant. Um, That's it. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about a Nintendo title before we yeah. leave? Because I think we're almost we should, done. We should... <laughs> We no, I think we should, we should we do a super long a good, episode. We spent, no, I do not have the time for that. No, come on. <laughs> I, I think that'd be fun. We'll, we'll, we we'll, we'll go a little bit longer than usual. All right, cool. But we're not going to spend two hours. And I'll explain why. Okay, uh, a little apology. I was supposed to say this at the beginning. I totally forgot to. Um, The reason these episodes have been coming out late, they've been coming out Sunday or like early on Monday, I've just been swamped. Completely swamped. I'm in my third year at university and... It's all projects, huge projects that take a lot of time, a lot of meetings outside of class hours. It's it's been very stressful. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go into some news. Um, so I, a lot of news in the last few days, especially today. There's been a lot of um, stuff coming out. So I, I'll I'll list them off. Uh, the first thing that happened today was um, Microsoft has announced the 360 is no more. Yeah, I saw that. The Xbox 360 is ending production. It is being discontinued. I think it's really weird. <laughs> I honestly thought that console would go on forever. This is the best news I've heard in so long. <laughs> this is when they'll finally stop making games for it. Yeah. Um. Rest in peace, is Xbox 360. Oops. You were the you were the best one. You were. Uh, anyone who argues with me uh, has clearly never played a multi-platform title on the on PS3. A PS3. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. But, uh... <laughs> so yeah, there's that. So I guess if you still don't own an Xbox 360, now's your chance. Uh, personally, I just can't wait for those controllers to drop in price, because, god, they are still expensive. Yeah, they are no, still I, way too expensive. I really am looking forward to that, because... Well, then again... Don't count your chickens before they hatch because GameCube controllers are still expensive. Well, that's because people buy them for uh, Smash. <laughs> and they buy them out. They, they buy all of them. <laughs> because they they ruin those controllers. <laughs> they, they buy them out because every Nintendo console has to be compatible with them because or else Smash babies will uh, lose their... Well, it's because Nintendo has, like, a plethora of really weird controllers, and that's the only one that a lot of them like. Well, <laughs> I go. mean, like, for a fighting game, it's like... It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Smash Brothers if you didn't hear click, click, clack, clack, click over the uh, the game Well, itself. no, because, like, the Wii mode is honestly terrible. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the, the, pro, the pro controller the, is kind of weird. The pro like controller's a, fine. It's a weird hybrid. I, I mean, like, in terms of... It's a 360 controller. Yeah. That's really what it is. But have you ever... How many fighting games do you know that use a 360 controller? What? What? Fighting games that use a 360 controller. All of them. Anything on a a 360? From a a pro level, I'm sorry. Competitive level. Still still a lot of them. Yeah, how many... 
how many like I think Smash Bros. is the only game that I know of that uses how many fight sticks oh, are available for the Wii U in general. Yeah. Well, I, I just meant like for the most part, most games use fight pads. I mean, I guess, but the Wii again, the Wii U doesn't really have any. A lot of games that's what I'm use saying. Them, but a they, lot they of had people to make still like a controllers. right. No, but that's what I'm saying yeah. is that the game controller is the the best thing they have. Because well, only for Smash, not for like Tekken or right, Justice right. or Pokémon. No, so. I, I or not, Steel Rivals. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's Smash is still one of those very few anomalies. One of the best options they actually have would be to play a different fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, or or play an actual fighting game. Go. I mean, it I mean, out. I mean, Pokken's growing in popularity. What? So maybe yeah, like, what? it's been selling pretty huh? well. Pokken. Huh? Pokken. Oh, Pokey. Pocky tournament yeah. is a. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've gone on too long. Uh, I can't do this. Also, in 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 Wii U news, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE is getting a cl- uh, special edition. <laughs> special collector's edition. Do you One hear that's that? Actually. That- that's Matt it's, screaming from a distance. Yeah, it's you know what's funny. I was talking to Matt the other day. He did not know this. The game comes out on his birthday. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> Happy birthday! Uh, <laughs> he looked up the release date for it. And he's like, "It's on my what?" <laughs> was, Caleb, if you don't know, Matt actually hates that game. Oh, does he? Yeah, he yeah. hates it. <laughs> he's not looking forward to that's it. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I really am. But also, um, how much is this collector's edition? It's it's eighty bucks and Not it comes bad. with um it actually comes with a lot of stuff. It comes with more than the uh, Final Fantasy the Xenoblade <laughs> oh, stuff. You know what it comes with a hang on. Mm. It comes with a copy of the game, comes mm. with uh art book, okay. soundtrack, uh six song cards, whatever huh? whatever the hell that is. I don't know what song cards are. Stickers and uh five bits of DLC. Oh that's way too good for eighty dollars. And it comes in a big, uh, it comes in like the big box, like uh, Xenoblade. And it's did. sold out already, isn't it? Actually, I haven't. Uh, so far, it's only been available at GameStop, oh. and it's it hasn't sold out yet. Oh, cool! There's hope. Hope. Yeah, I'm hoping it comes to. Uh, I mean, because they still haven't opened up pre-orders to like Best Buy or right. You know, but yeah, mm. I'd like to get that. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Star Fox Zero reviews came out, Oof. and they're they're very very middling. Shocking. But I, but I'm noticing a trend about them though. It's not. No one's going like, man, this game is bad. Is it too hard? What they're going is is like, man, this is just a sequel to Star Fox sixty four, which is what is okay. That what they want? You know what's you know what's funny about that game. What? A lot of people were saying in the reviews that I read, the controls are weird, and I'm really happy because it's one of the few things that I I remember playing at E3 that actually turned out to be exactly like it was at E3 because I don't know what happened between when I went to E3 and released a lot of games, but everything I said turned out to be just like lies. Wow, a Miyamoto <laughs> game has weird controls. Yeah, I'm shocked. I and it's funny because I actually recently played. Uh, uh, Rogue Squadron three for the GameCube again. Oh, still plays fantastically. Best game. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the weird control issues come from the fact that there's they use the um accelerometer in yeah. the gamepad, which is a mechanic that I mean, I say what you will about motion controls. I think the accelerometer in the Wii U pad is pretty good, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people just hate it. I think that's a, what like comes down to preference. 
the motion controls with the Wii U pad is what made Fatal Frame 5 such an enjoyable experience. Right, because it gave you, like, that feeling or of camera. Zombie U, or any other game that uses it. Like... But for Star Fox, it may not have been the best choice. I think it might. I think it, it, it... I haven't held the game in my hand, but, I mean, the caliber of reviews we're getting for Star Fox Zero are either people going, it's too much like the old one, which is a dumb complaint. That's a, that's a plus for a lot that's of people. A, that's a dumb complaint, right, which yeah. I know I just... I complained about people saying that it's nothing like the old one when it comes to Doom, but, like... This is a situation where people wanted Star Fox. They just wanted the old Star Fox. 64 you can't kid. complain yeah. about the last four games and say it wasn't like 64 and then complain about the new one for being too much like 64. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's why I didn't I I honestly didn't like the newer the two, ones. So the like two this, reviews the this, two reviews I read were Giant Bomb going, "This is the Star Fox game you wanted in 2002." And it's like that's that's yeah, I mean, that's the does, game we've that, been wanting since are, are 2002. We, ha, ha, did oh, yeah, no. No, no, Colin because you wanted it in 2002, now it's bad. Because yeah, now it's your opinions old. in 2002 were horrible. So wait, does that mean old I can get crap on Ocarina now because it's old? Is that what they're giving me permission to do now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Giant Bomb. I'm glad I didn't watch you in the first place. But... And then the other one is uh, Polygon going like, oh, "We can just well, stop." Yeah, exactly. Right. Polygon's like, "Oh, well, they they'll require me to finish the game, so uh, I'm not going to, even though the campaign's Christ. only two hours Christ. long." Why wouldn't you finish that game? That I game is because Polygon. <laughs> the guy who uh, reviewed it was also the same guy who complained about Bayonetta two having too much butt. So oh. we have a guy who's complained about too much butt and too much game. <laughs> All right. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Is there, is there not an option to just play with like normal controls in this? Did, did Miyamoto just go full spurg on this and like? But from from what I've read, it's not the whole game is like that. There's just certain on rail segments that have it. It's mm. not like the whole game is you have to hold. The so game it's like Wonderful One Hundred One when you just occasionally have yeah. to use the gamepad screen. Honestly, like I saw a tweet today that actually said Star Fox Zero is going to be the new One Hundred One. Oh, well, I, I like I that think, game. I think that uh, honestly, the reviews have been pretty, in my opinion, solid for a Star Fox title. Uh, I haven't actually looked at the full score yet. Uh, Apparently, it's Metacritic is uh, not doing well. Yeah, that's shocking. Oh, I I mean, seven out of ten to me is not like for this game. That is exactly where it would be. Like it's 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 a, the game people wanted. I don't see the issue with it's, it. It's like, a good game. Yeah. It's not going to blow people away. It's not going to be a and bestseller. It's Star. It's Fox. not like it's not it's, like Doom where it's a reboot and it's meant to be like a new experience. It's literally meant to be like. All the stuff it's it's a reboot, but it's not meant to be new. No, not even that. I, don't, I barely think it's a reboot, because it's supposed to be within the canon of the old games, plus most of the things they're introducing were in the cancelled Star Fox You know 2. what the problem is? It's a Nintendo mm-hmm. game. That's yeah. all it really boils down to. That's, if that's it's not Zelda, everyone's just going to crap on it for being a thing anyway. Mm-hmm. That, that's just unfortunate. We'll that's how that. it goes. We'll use that as a segue... Because Sega does what Nintendo. Oh, Segaway! I actually, uh, I actually have another segue that I'd like to do that is more Nintendo based. Sega does what Nintendo's really Segaway. But but I just want to make a really quick thing. Fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I have to just go it. on. This episode is great. Uh, so <laughs> Aonuma, uh recently said that he's happy about the positive feedback on Twilight Princess HD. Excellent. 
Is that it? Is, is, is that, that a shocking that thing was... that he didn't expect to happen? I... Oh, oh yeah, by the way, like, more NX rumors. Do a quick, like, sped-up version of the theme song here. Okay, now that that's over with. Okay, uh, apparently Emily Rogers is back and said that the software on the NX is gonna be better than the Wii U. Again, not explaining how or why or what the goddamn just explaining console is gonna the be, obvious. but just going, it's going to be better. F*** off. Now, let's go back. This thing made in the future is going to be better than the thing made in the past. Excellent, let's continue. Alright, so, Sega does what Nintendo Hercules. Um, <laughs> so, Sega has announced the... Sega, right now, they only announced it in Europe, but I imagine it's coming to the U.S. as well. Why wouldn't it? And it's called the um, the Sega Genesis Hub, or the Sega Mega Drive Classics Hub. None okay. And basically, if you own any of the Sega Genesis Classics on Steam, which are just re-releases of the old Genesis titles, mm -hmm. I imagine at least some of you have at least maybe Golden Axe from when they gave it away for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have announced that they are going to be redoing it as a free update to all of the games, where, um, basically all of your games are now going to be in, like, this, this virtual room that you play in uh. that has, like, a CRT TV and has, like, a shelf with games in it. Uh. Remember the arcade game room thing that microsoft did for like a month like years ago for the xbox kind of which which thing i have no idea actually it was a it was like an arcade you actually walked around then you went up to like oh my each game god i do it. remember that for the two days that it was a thing yeah they're they're doing something like that uh but a lot less terrible where it's just more of like a stylized menu than like an actual like room okay. cool i guess um, as long as i can access my games fast well yes they'll be all like in the hub okay um, but the okay. real interesting thing about this is that they're adding Steam Workshop support. Oh. And the way this is going to work is that the the workshop will allow you to add ROM hacks uh. of these Genesis titles to the game. That's oh, wow. strange. So expect to play Sh Streets of Rage 3 Sonic Edition and Sonic.exe. Mods and plus know, Sonic. I don't know. So Sonic, I think, Sonic Lost Worlds. I think that's good. Genesis. Because it encourages people to pay for the games and then yeah. modify them and have fun with them. Yeah. It's going to be neat. Apparently they're also updating it with new features including um like local play and okay, cool. all sorts of other stuff. They're basically just redoing how the games play right right within um, you know we're not going to be getting to fan topics in this episode but uh i do want to kind of mention really quick um streaming i i know we we've mentioned it very briefly before but uh we i uh, personally i haven't been streaming at all because like i said i've been so busy that i have trouble even getting these episodes out um but i'm going to try to stream more and as soon as school ends, it'll be very easy for me to stream, and I'm just being lazy at that point. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I do, especially with uh, you and uh, you you guys, Colin and Caleb, because because hey. uh, I you guys are the people I stream with the most. Um, we is there anything in particular that people would look be looking forward to if we were to be streaming? Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Dark Souls 3 me. PvP? No. Uh. <laughs> the Shift. 
I hate the I ship. I hate the ship so much, please. I hate. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb. You're the only other person I know that Why hates Why do we that agree game. with each other today? I don't like this. This is a bad <laughs> dynamic. Oh, man. I want to play the ship. Uh, Rocket League? Yeah. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Red Orchestra 2, Verdun. Genesis Mega Drive Classic. Uh, I really do want to stream Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> And XCOM Enemy Unknown. I don't want to play the new one. XCOM 2, I've heard really bad things. I'm never playing it. I, 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 I'm tempted, but I don't want to because I don't want to hate myself for it. You know? Yep. Um. So, yeah. Bully us on Twitter. Ask us to stream. Maybe we'll just stream. And while we're on know. the subject of streaming, uh, uh, me and Colin stream occasionally, separately, sometimes together. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out here so I have to do it. I kind of talked about it on Twitter. I'm going to eventually stream ocarina of time to completion because i hate myself <laughs> because majora's, well, I believe, probably majora's if i don't kill myself during the ocarina run through but yeah oh yeah but uh we'll see um we still have yet to finish quantum break we'll get to that soon because I, I i need to get done with it i need yeah. to it's true i need to seal the wound before any other video game comes out we'll put our twitches below uh Along with our YouTube right. and, and all that. All that right, I'd tell you the URL, but I, we're too young to have our own custom URL, so please help. Uh, <laughs> donate to Markiplier at Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Well, we, we might have a URL in the future, but like, yeah. we need a website. Anyway, <laughs> um, Colin, you uh, is it alright to mention a future project of yours? Not me. Yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, you have a, a series coming out that I'm lucky enough to possibly be involved in. Uh, yep. Would you like to talk about it now, or do you want to just kind of wait? Sure. Uh, Nintendo Prime is a new website uh, by the creators of Zelda Informer, and so I took it upon myself to start a brand new series of just looking back at older Nintendo titles from any of the older systems i think it's probably just going to be anywhere between the uh nes and the arcades and like the wii so there you go anything Uh, before the thousands is really fair game i think yeah pretty much um it's going to be a vaguely short series we'll upload one every now and then uh we already have one episode done that should be up eventually soon but uh yeah, keep well, on the lookout for it'll that. be done once I actually do my part for it. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I have to redo the audio. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being so bad. No, it's, no, it's fine. I, I should probably write the script. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should probably get down to that. If, if, if any of you are wondering, like, who's been keeping me from, like, actually just melting down, it's Colin right over here, because he's been the one that's been pushing me along. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm like a dead corpse, and he's just kind of like sliding me across the like the the linoleum tiles. Slide into your DMs, like, where's the new episode, fam? And I'm like, Ugh. I'm just like drunk and like in a pile <laughs> of like papers, like ah, I have a project here today, and I haven't started. Oh no. So yeah, uh, th- there's that. Yep. I think we're good. I All think right. that covers everything. Redo the goddamn yeah. intro, Adam. Yeah. Uh, next week. Maybe we'll actually do the fan topics. Probably no, not. They're not worth it. Just, I'm just kidding. Later on, do the intro again. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, because we said last week, do fan okay, topics. Yeah. So, okay. uh, you're, you're gonna edit a lot of this banter. Even if I take out the uh, change the intro, even if I don't, um, next you week should. we promise we'll do the 
fan topics. But thanks for listening uh, to the Dark Souls podcast that I yeah, promised no, thank two you weeks yeah. back. So much for listening. I actually really enjoyed this episode. Caleb, yeah, this it was, was great. Caleb Collin, it was wonderful talking to you guys. No problem. I played that thing If you want to blow my butthole out on Twitter about not liking oh the precious video God. game, please tweet me at Caleb Hates Games. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to talk to us, you can hit us up on Twitter. All those are down below. Colin Dram, uh, Amy C. Milkman. Uh, if you want to send us fan topics, theme songs, submissions, cover art, anything like that, feel free to send this to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I've been Adam. Caleb, Colin, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yep. Until next week, take care, everybody. See ya. See, see ya. More like dank souls. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>